Today is Thursday, February 17th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast for the rest of your Thursday, windy, not as cool, and mostly cloudy. Slight chance of rain and snow. Highs 40 to 45. West winds 25 to 35, gusting to around 55. 20% chance of precipitation. Tonight, breezy and mostly cloudy. 20% chance of snow in the evening. Lows 25 to 30. West winds 15 to 25, gusting to around 40. Friday, colder and cloudy. 20% chance of snow. Near steady temperature around 30. North winds 10 to 20. Friday night, mostly cloudy. Lows 20 to 25. South winds 10 to 20. Saturday, windy and not as cool and mostly cloudy. 20% chance of rain in the afternoon. Highs 45 to 50. West winds 25 to 35. Saturday night, breezy and colder and mostly cloudy. 50% chance of rain and snow. Lows around 10 above. Sunday, breezy and much colder with snow likely. Moderate snow accumulations. Highs 15 to 20. 70% chance of snow. Sunday night, colder and mostly cloudy. 20% chance of snow. Lows 5 below to 0. Monday, colder and cloudy. 20% chance of snow. Highs around 5 above. Monday night and Tuesday mostly cloudy. Lows around 10 below. Highs around 5 above. And Tuesday night and Wednesday partly cloudy. Lows around 10 below. Highs around 15. In a press release Wednesday, Governor Greg Gianforte joined 15 other governors, along with Alberta Premier Jason Kenney and Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe, in calling for U.S. President Joe Biden and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to immediately reinstate vaccine and quarantine exemptions that had previously been available to cross-border truck drivers. Last month, the U.S. and Canada mandated that cross-border truckers must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or face quarantining. In a letter from the governors and premiers, they argued the mandate is impacting already strained supply chains that combined with inflation places a burden on residents on both sides of the border. The letter argued that the trucking industry already faces workforce shortages that could continue to be exacerbated by this rule. MSU Northern Chancellor Greg Kegel provided public comment at Tuesday night's Great Northern Fair Board meeting to discuss a potential partnership in the university's project to create an equine center. The land for the center was gifted to the university and sits near the fairgrounds. Kegel said they will be beginning a capital campaign to raise funds for the project, which he hopes will include the building of a major indoor arena that could host numerous types of events, from rodeos to conventions. Fair Board member Ken Erickson says they are ecstatic about the idea. We think an event center that the community and college can work together to build. The possibilities for Haver is we're going to get more events, we're going to attract, we look like a better community. Kegel says he is interested in collaborating with the fair on this project and believes it could benefit both sides. A family support specialist will be holding a meet-and-greet Monday in Haver as she works to create a support group for families of children with neurodivergencies. Amanda Christofferson of Benchmark Human Services in Haver is working with DPHHS to create a Circle of Parents Family Support Group. The program is state-funded. The meet-and-greet is scheduled for 6.30 p.m. Monday at the Boys and Girls Club of the High Line. Dinner and childcare will be provided. During the open house, people can come and meet the facilitators and learn about being a parent leader or a person who might be interested in joining the group. Taking a look at local COVID updates from yesterday. We'll start with Hill County. Yesterday, they reported 14 new COVID cases and 34 recoveries. Total case count for Hill County, 4,718, 72 active, 1 hospitalized, 4,575 recoveries, 71 deaths. In Blaine County, yesterday they reported 12 new COVID cases and 23 recoveries. Total case count for Blaine, 2,282, 87 active, 6 hospitalized, 2,165 recoveries, 30 deaths. 
Turning to state news, a Billings police officer shot and killed a 40-year-old man who was armed with a Glock replica pellet gun Tuesday night. Police say the shooting occurred at 7.50 p.m. at the 100 block of 7th Street West after they received a report of a man carrying a handgun. Law enforcement say one officer fired eight rounds at the man, killing him. No officers were injured, and it is not clear if the suspect fired their weapon. At a press conference Wednesday, Police Chief Rich St. John said the suspect pointed his weapon at onlookers and passing drivers, and then at the officer when he pointed his gun at the suspect. St. John said the weapon turned out to be a pellet gun that looked like a Glock. The identity of the victim, who St. John said was well-known to local law enforcement, has not been released. The incident is under investigation. The officer that fired the rounds, Brett Hilde, is on administrative leave. An investigation by the U.S. Office of Inspector General has concluded that while serving as then-President Donald Trump's interior secretary, Republican Ryan Zinke misused his position by remaining involved in a whitefish land development project and not disclosing his involvement when questioned by an ethics official. Zinke had previously committed to breaking ties with the foundation upon taking office. Zinke, who is running for Congress to represent Montana's new Western District, has called the report, quote, a political hit job, end quote. The Department of Justice had the case referred to them for possible prosecution, but criminal charges will not be pursued. The Montana Free Press reports that a federal judge in Billings has issued a preliminary order directing the federal government to redo its analysis of a 6,500-acre expansion of a southeastern Montana coal mine. Magistrate Judge Timothy Cavon said the Office of Surface Mining Reclamation and Enforcement violated the National Environmental Policy Act by failing to take a hard look at how expanding the Rosebud Mine, which is operated by Westmoreland Rosebud Mining, LLC, would impact water quality and quantity. Kavon also said the government should have weighed the costs of greenhouse gas emissions in its project analysis, given that it listed expected socioeconomic benefits. Without an expansion of the existing mine, Westmoreland will exhaust the supply of coal at the coal strip complex within three to five years. So Kavon's order has significant implications for the continued operation of the coal strip power plant, the mine's chief customer, and one of the largest U.S. emitters of carbon dioxide. In 2019, the Montana Environmental Information Center, Sierra Club, Wild Earth Guardians, 350 Montana, and Indian People's Action sued the Office of Surface Mining Reclamation and Enforcement, a federal agency housed within the Interior Department, over its approval of the mine expansion. The groups argued the government failed to adequately consider the expansion's cumulative effects on surface water and how continued withdrawals of water from the Yellowstone River to operate the coal-fired power plant would impact endangered pallid sturgeon. The expansion increases the size of the 54-year-old mine by 25%. If approved, the expansion is expected to yield 70.8 million tons of recoverable coal and extend the mine's operational life by eight years, according to Kavan's order. Now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel, Hill County, winter wheat $8, spring wheat $9.13, Blaine County, winter wheat $7.90, spring wheat $9.08, Liberty County, winter wheat $8.05, spring wheat $9.13, Shoto County winter wheat $8, spring wheat $9.13, and Phillips County winter wheat $7.85, spring wheat $9.03. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Joseph Aloysius Bachmeyer, 83, passed away at his home in Haver with his family by his side. Sunday evening, February 13th. His prayer vigil service will be 7 p.m. Sunday, February 20th. His funeral mass is 11 a.m. Monday, February 21st, all at St. Jude Catholic Church in Haver, with V-Rev Monsignor Daniel Wathen celebrating. Burial is at 9 a.m. Tuesday, February 22nd at Highland Cemetery. Memorials in Joseph's honor may be made to St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church, P.O. Box 407, Haver, Montana, 59501. And that's going to do it for this Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis.
Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.